Hello, and welcome to the Dance of Soul with Regan Ferguson and me, Natasha Venter. <laughs> and, uh, you know, today is one of those days that, you know, as we're going into life, that sometimes things don't always work out the way we want them to. And so my partner on the Dance of Soul is not here today because He's in traveling and found out that he doesn't have any bars and that kind of stuff. So, but his perspective will be brought in as I know a little bit about his little dance that he's done in relationships and stuff like that. So today we were going to talk about relationships. Relationships are so important in our lives, right? And a lot of us are craving a good relationship. Some of us are craving a lot of our things. And so me being a psychic medium, being married for over 32 years, 34 years altogether, we just celebrated our 23rd, our 32nd year anniversary here. And so, and I had a relationship before that, a couple of relationships before I got married, but you know, we go through these ups and downs, right? And hi Ward, how you doing? Thank you for coming here. And you know, we are going through these negotiations of our relationships with how do we get into the balance of how can we survive going through these changes we're going through. And I know a lot of us are in relationships and this could be partnerships of um, like a deep relationship, like marriage type scenario. I'm not going to be biased on anything. It's not about man, woman. It could be woman to woman. It could be, uh, it could be, hello, Veronica. It could be, you know, whatever you deem your relationship to be. This could be even, you know, um, best friends. This could be mother, father, child to mother, uh, father to child. You know, it, it, I, I'm throwing out different avenues here. Because of the fact that, you know, when we're going through life and going through things, and I really wish Regan would be here because he's had this dance of how to find a balance. And it would have been nice to have a, a more masculine perspective and a feminine perspective on this, right? But sadly, like I said before, he's in a place in his travels where he didn't have any internet and he didn't have any um, Wi-Fi, uh, you know, on demand, you know, where he can get any bars. So with that, that he ended up being, you know, where he couldn't come. Um, but we're going to kind of probably revisit this a little bit because I know it's a conversation he really wanted to have because of the fact that we're all going through relationship changes. And when do we struggle to keep it going? When do we struggle to keep it back? Right. But I can tell you, though, that there's so many relationships that I have a witness of, no judgment here, a witness of, that we put our hands into a relationship and one of us on one side of it usually likes to control, right? And the more we try to control something, we strangle it. We, we strangle it. And I know for me, even though, you know, I'm going to speak boldly here and be very vulnerable because the man I'm married to has changed his world tremendously. And I, and I'm grateful for that. But the story that we've walked through in the 32 years, right, has been, you know, like there's, you know, he's an alcoholic. He's now 12 years sober, right? Um, gaining on to 12 years. He's actually full 11 going on 12 your sobriety. And so he's changed who he was. And I've actually given him 
kudos because he's gone from a very um, negative narcissistic attitude um, in his dealings with because he didn't have self-love for himself to being more passionate and giving and loving and working his way out of narcissistic attitude, right? And so growing and changing. But when we're in this dance that I in myself have witnessed myself being, you know, in my um, first marriage, my husband, you know, went out on me, you know, that partnership wasn't, wasn't kept in, in validation with each other, right? Um, and that's the wrong word, I know. But, and then this one that I'm in now, my second marriage that, you know, we pushed and pulled a little bit with that. Um, and, and it wasn't necessarily that we went through, but I'm going to tell you, though, that when we're in a relationship, and we're doing the dance, that the more we try to control it, the more it backfires on us, right? And that's what that Regan and I really wanted to put forth today was, is that, you know, when we control a relationship, it gets controlled out of our hands. And going forward in our lives, you know, you know, the way that we do, you know, for me, even though my husband drank, even though he did this, there was a part of me that told me I could not control him and I needed to give him space. If he wanted to go off um, golfing, go have fun. If he wanted to go off fishing, go have fun. If he wanted to hang out with his friends, go have fun. The thing is, though, I needed the same respect. And I like to travel. He's not so much. So I go to like California. I go to these different places. And, you know, that freedom, as much as he would like me to stay home, gives me a chance. And that's the thing about relationships. If you think about the 3D world and you think about relationships, the way that I look at relationships, it doesn't matter what pretext you have here. It could be, you know, best friends, it could be siblings, it could be, um, you know, uh, you know, parent child, it could be uh, love, somebody who you're in a relationship as a, a love relationship, right? They're all love relationships, but I'm thinking more um, marriage potential, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, 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 boyfriend, boyfriend, whatever the language is. <laughs> There's so much languages out there. So but when you think about a relationship, Think about it like a DNA, a DNA strand. And when you see it in a, in a, a five, you know, more depth, you see that the DNA strand actually turns and twists, right? But when you're looking at it flat, it looks like it goes out, comes back in, goes back out, comes back in. And I'm going to tell you, if you look at a relationship in that way, if you look at a relationship as a DNA strand, I need to come together to gain um, understanding with each other. We need to communicate. We need to love each other. We need to do the, the respectful dance of your perception, my perception, you know, dinners together, communication, talk, you know, whatever it is, come together, right? But then we separate a little bit. We have to go separate. We have to do our internal growth. Like for me, when I go on a trip, it's a chance for me to spiritually grow in a different way. And it's time for my husband to have a home to himself that he can spiritually grow in his own way, right? He has his things that he does without me. I do my things without him. 
And so there's that coming out. But the thing that people forget is when you go out and do something separate, you have to come back and come together again. So that's where the DNA comes back in and, and reignite, revalue, redo, reignite, you know, you know how many times I had to reinvent my relationship over the 30 years because we change, we do different things, right? We do this differences in our dance because we grow and change. I'm not the same person I was when we first married 30 years ago, right? I was shy. Can you believe it? Quiet. Can you believe that? <laughs> I was very much immature. I was very much... Um, in my own world, I, I didn't want to speak to anybody, didn't want to be out. And I did, if I went out to a party, he was the go-getter and I was the quiet one. Now, if I was out on a dance floor, that's a different story. My soul likes to dance and I would dance. But at the same time, though, I danced. That's all. I didn't engage. I didn't do anything else. And so for me, this going back and forth coming out, the spiritual growth of me being by myself, I'm an only child, so I need that time to myself too, gives me a chance to grow and change. But then it makes sure you come back, reignite, re-spend some time together, light a candle during dinner, you know, um, say, how are you doing today? Boy, what kind of, what day did you have? And listen, you know, re redo, you know, Bring flowers home to someone. doesn't matter if you're male, female, whatever. Bring flowers home to your mom. If you are in the midst of, of, of coming back again, say that I've been thinking about you. You know, because there is those dances of how do we do. I'm going to tell you also, though, this ebb and flow of a relationship. When you're not with someone, remember that when you're not with someone, they get to show their truer colors also, right? And so, you know, that's the thing is, is that if we try to control, if we try to control things, we're calling up, calling up somebody. Where are you? What are you doing? Where are you going? What's happening? Well, yeah, there's that dance of, of doing that, you know, communicating. Hey, was checking in with you. What you doing today? I didn't know what you could, what you were doing, where you're going, and and you know how how much fun are you having, right? That's called checking in. But at the same time, though, if you have those expectations of of you have to call me at certain time, that um, hi Paula, how you doing today? Thank you for being here. That if you if you know, thank you all for watching, by the way. I really appreciate it. And if you're watching on um, on Twitter and you want to make a comment, please go on to my YouTube channel, Natasha Venter AC, short for Angelic Clarifications. Um, and, uh, and please make a post there. I really appreciate it. So going forward in our dance, the more that we try to control a relationship, the more we strangle it. Because of the fact that if we... A lot of times when we control a relationship, it's more our insecurities, right? And insecurities will push every button we have. Every button we have. But I can tell you, in my first relationship, when I didn't have the expectations, I let him go and I let him do what he needed to do. He let me do what I needed to do. 
we tried to come back together, but I can tell you his truer colors came out and they came out with him going out on me. But if I'm glad I saw that at the beginning of my marriage relationship with him, because of the fact if I would have spent 30 years and not trusting that process of letting the ebb and flow of the DNA go forward, I would have been married to him a lot longer, right? But since when I let him go, do his job, you know, hang out with some friends, he ended up showing his truer colors. And I'm grateful for that. Even though it hurt like hell, it hurt really bad that that I, you know, didn't. But I also married him because I thought nobody else would want to marry me because I was that insecure when I was growing up, right? So with that, that going forward now, doing the same thing with my marriage now, this ebb and flow, if he wanted to go hunting, if he wanted to hang out with friends, he did. Now, there is some things that, you know, sometimes when we do that and we forget to come back again. And that's the thing that through my years of maturing, you know, because age does mature us. There's not about, I've had three-year-olds that are more mature than some 90-year-olds, right? But it's not about age. It's just maturity. And the more I was getting mature about my relationship, mature about my honoring myself and loving myself, the more I respected myself, the more I realized how much that it was harder to come back together again. But we had some disconnection. And the disconnection was addiction. No matter how much I tried to bring things back again, that the, 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 the addiction took over the perspective of both of us. Because of the fact that when somebody has an addiction, passive aggressiveness can come into a relationship. Hurt comes into a relationship. Dis, uh, dis-ease comes into a relationship. And... Uh, and then at the same time, though, there were some things that were showing me, you know, that, that, you know, he could be trusted, but at the same time, though, when he couldn't be trusted because of me not filling up his emotional basket, right, that I wasn't filling up his love basket, you know, and it wasn't that I wasn't trying, but if I, if I, in his perspective, if I tried to do X, Y, Z, he wanted A, B, C, D, right? And if I gave him A, B, C, D, he wanted X, Y, Z. And he being, when we're in a relationship and one person is unhealthy and the other one is healthy, er, nobody's totally healthy, right? And the reason why I'm saying one is unhealthy, I'm talking about addictions, um, unworthiness, deep depression, um, deep um, un, uh, lovableness in themselves, deep, you know, the unhealthy part of ourselves. And then one is a little bit more um, proactive in, in their spiritual walk. They're, they're working on themselves. They're doing their thing. And I can tell you, there's a lot of relationships out there that are one or the other, as I have one hand higher than the other when we're talking about it, this on a podcast that, you know, these relationships usually have opposites. And when we have opposites, there's one that's usually being more spiritual and, and awakening. And the other one is more um, stagnant. 
and their awakening, right? So when we're going forward, a lot of times, how do we negotiate the dance of being this kind of person? But I can tell you, I can tell you, doing the spiritual work that I do, being the psychic medium, being one that really works on witnessing myself. my One of my mantras, and it's one of the first mantras I use, is what is this here to teach me? And I can tell you that my partner, my love for now, you know, that I have for the last 30 years, that wasn't always his perspective. A lot of time was victimhood, right? So being the opposite, but I can tell you when I did a spiritual growth, if he didn't come up at this, come up at some point, that's where the universe would have said, we're not meant to be together anymore. And I had to trust that. There was a couple of times where I was wondering if we were going to make it. But every time we weren't going to make it, the universe told me he's working on it. And he came up a little bit more with the spiritual growth. But that spiritual growth that he was doing was my teacher to help me do my spiritual growth. Right? Because partnerships are here to teach us, are here to show us some, some greaterness, right? Because of the fact that when we're going forward and doing our work, relationships are tugs and pulls. They're not, I mean, I'm sorry, but you know, this thing about, you know, I need my soulmate. Yes, soulmates, we can have easy relationships. But I'm going to tell you, though, usually most relationships have some kind of turmoil for internal emotional growth. And so finding someone that, there's more that you can live with than not live with. That's a good partner, right? Because of the fact that we're going to have to learn to live with something. Like I told my husband one time, I said, you know that um, the serenity prayer, accept the things I can't. Uh, um, you know, oh, gosh, I know the serenity prayer. It's right there. Oh, my brain, my brain, my brain. To, um, uh, Serenity prayer. I'm going to look it up real quick because I want to get this right. Serenity uh, prayer. Okay, so the serenity prayer is, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. That is the short version of it, right? Well, I can tell you that one day, <laughs> one moment, which was a couple weeks long, we were struggling with triggers and the triggers were really undermining us. And those triggers, instead of helping us do things, but I can tell you that one night I was waking up and I was looking, we had the serenity prayer in our bedroom and it's in a certain area of our bedroom and I can look at it, right? And the part that says, God grant me the serenity to dissect the things I cannot change and the wisdom to know the difference. There's something in all of us that we cannot change. And I know I've spoken of this before, right? But this is a perspective here. I cannot change me being a morning person. I am changing that a little bit more and more. I'm waking up better and better because I'm working on my body. But, you know, I, I still like to have my sleep ins. You know, like the other day I was at a fair. I was at a psychic fair, right? And so the next morning, my husband knew I needed that morning and, and he let me sleep in. Right. And he let me, um, he, he was quieter 
in the morning because he knew I needed that time to rest, to reset, to re-go. That is something I cannot change in myself, right? Just like I cannot change that my skin is, is, is you know, wider than a lot of people's, right? I cannot change that. But the thing I can do is live with things, right? So now that, you know, my husband is one that wakes up naturally at four o'clock in the morning. And I'm one that likes to stay up until 11, 12 o'clock at night, right? So there's those changes that we are. Now, can I accept that? I can accept that. But can I live with that? And that's the thing is, is that in every relationship, there's something that the other person cannot change. That they cannot change. My husband cannot stay up late unless it's something that really keeps him going. He has a natural clock at nine o'clock. And he can struggle through it. But it's hard for him. He cannot change that. So I have to learn to live with that, right? But the thing that he does is he lets me go dancing with people who can stay up all night. And he stays home. It's that breath in, breath out. But the thing is, though, when we're in a relationship and we judge and we judge those things that um, that don't necessarily... Um, that we're judging those things that people cannot change. We have to learn to, we have to decide, can we live with them? And that's the thing. If I can give anybody that perspective when they're meeting someone that they want to get married to, that they want to have a deep relationship with, that they want to be best friends with, ask the question that you see, is this something I can live with? Because I can tell you that even a best friend a girlfriend, a male friend, they, if they do something, like if I have a, a best friend that I found out and I really have 98% in sync with them, but I find out they steal. Just an example. I can't live with that. I cannot live with that. Now, I can give the relationship a moment and see if I'm in their life to help them move forward. Not my responsibility. That's the thing is, it's not my responsibility to fix that person. But sometimes, like I've found, that I'm put in people's life to give them a perspective to alter their own decision to make a change. And sometimes we're in people's life to have help them alter to make a change. But if they keep doing it, and it's something that is an addiction. If it's something that they can't survive it, they can't maneuver it in a different way. I'm sorry. I'll be friendly, but I can't be that deep friend. That doesn't work. That doesn't work for these abilities, right? It does not work. And so when we're talking about life and relationships, ask yourself the question when you're building a relationship, is this something I can live with? And if you can, what level do you have to negotiate that on your own? Right? 
you know, and, and that's the thing, you know, like I did not want to negotiate and I could not really live with my husband's drinking. So what I ended up doing was, is uh, I was pretty naive. You know, I came from a non-drinking family. I was very naive. And, you know, you find that people are to hear, learn lessons. And I, mine was about that, you know. So I had to, I learned it through my spouses. Because my first husband wasn't very good about that either. He did coke and pot at the same time, right? So there's something I was supposed to learn about addictions, right? Because, you know, frankly, I have my own addictions. I, I've I've really worked with, I um, dealt with my depression by spending a little bit of money. And I spent a little bit more money than I wanted to. But when we're going through our our story, thank you, Veronica. Um the, the, you know, what can we negotiate and live with? I had to do some changes. My husband had a hard time dealing with my spending of money. Now, I can tell you as much as he drank, there was always money in the bank. He has a really good ethic with money, right? And so the way that my unethical known ability with, with, um, with things was is that I had to change it to honor him a little bit. Just like in order for us to stay together, he had to quit drinking. He had to. It was getting to the point where I could not live with it anymore. I didn't buy his alcohol. I didn't buy his pot. I didn't buy his stuff. But I dealt with it because I... I put up with it. I worked around it. I negotiated. But I was getting to that point. And I can tell you that um, one night I sat on my bed and I yelled at the universe. God, my team, whoever is listening, if you, you know I can't split up my family. You know I can't split up my family. You got to do something and you got to help me. And I can tell you. Because of my husband at the moment where he was at in his life, he got caught by the cops and things changed. And that's the thing that I have learned that sometimes when we want something to change, we have to surrender it all to somebody greater than us. Your personal belief, mine is angels, God, um, blessings, you know, um, I, I just was talking to everybody and I can tell you that when I said, you got to do something, you know, I can't break up my family. And I was screaming, yelling, I was mad. It was quiet. The universe around me, I'm always hearing chatter. My intuitiveness is always hearing chatter. It was the quietest that I've ever been. And I can tell you when I went, you got to do something. And I know for me, I was at that point where I was looking for places to, to move to. I was talking about different things. I was setting up different intentions. I was asking the universe to do what I can do. Where am I supposed to go? And I trusted the process of the walk. But one thing that happened about three weeks after that moment is that I was pulling down my driveway and he, he was pulled over by two cops from drinking and driving. And the courts took him. He went deferred, which is where he had to do counseling. He's never done counseling before. 
And he had the language of change. Not saying that he did all the way change, but he had the language of change. And time was going to tell. And I can tell you that I had to trust the universe. Sometimes I trusted the universe more than I trusted him at that point. But I still gave him the freedom. I still gave him the freedom because of the fact that if I didn't give him freedom, this is a perfect example of how if you strangle something, you hold on too tight, you're going to end up strangling the relationship. I knew I could not strangle him. I knew I couldn't, I had to trust sometimes. He had a blow and go, you know, where you have to blow in to start your car, right? And Veronica, I know that you're almost there too. And I'm so sorry you're there, you know, because life is about stirring us up and it's, it's not easy. And I, my blessings are with you. And I constantly think of you and all with very much love that, you know, this, this thing about him going is, is that I had to trust the blow and go sometimes, even though I know that doesn't always work, right? Now, did I humanly smell his breath when he came home? Yes. Did I humanly uh, see if he was getting high? Yes. But I can tell you, though, I didn't discuss that with him. I didn't I keep asking him, did you drink today? Did you um, smoke today? Did you, what did you do? Where, who were you with? What are you doing? Because I can tell you if I would have done that, that would have sabotaged his healthiness. But me saying, hey, babe, I hope you did good today. I hope you found the strength to get through it because I know that you're, you can, right? Uh, sometimes I didn't bring up the conversation because it was still a trigger, right? Because of this fact that, that when he was stopped drinking, he was at a very vulnerable place. And sometimes wives or other halves can sell them like mom and mom triggers, right? So you have to be careful how you do that. But I can tell you when he went golfing with his buddies who were drinking, wow, talk about trust. Talk about trust. But the thing is though, since I trusted, sometimes I trusted myself knowing that no matter what happened, I was gonna be okay, that he was able to negotiate coming back stronger. That's the thing about life is, is that we got to give people breath to change. But if they don't change, what decisions do we need to make? Now, I can tell you there was many times where I was trying to break up with my husband and the universe kept bringing us back together again. So there was a reason why that happened. And I, now with him being sober 12 years, I can tell you I understand it a little bit better now. But I can tell you, though that we have to make decisions in the moment where we're at. And if somebody doesn't keep changing and keep enlightening themselves, it's hard to live with them. And that's where we're going to have to make some hard decisions. And my love is with everybody trying to make that decision, right? Because it's not easy. It's not easy. I'm grateful I didn't have to. But the thing is, though, we have to give the opportunity. Now, this is one thing that I have done in relationships with, with let's say, um, co-workers or um, spouses or best friends or something like that. And I actually did this with my ex-husband. 
is, is I gave an emotional time, six weeks. Let's say if I was in June, I gave to the end, uh, I gave to like the middle of September, right? Or July, somewhere in there, August, somewhere in there. It's about six weeks, eight weeks. And I put effort into a situation. I put effort into change. I put effort into loving, being communicative, showing difference, talking difference, being me. Put that last push on the gas pedal of a relationship, right? But I can tell you my ex-husband did not rise to the occasion. He kept spinning. He kept doing his work. He kept going with addiction. He kept going with himself. He had no self-love. He had lack of self-love. He had lack of self-respect. He kept going forward. And I can tell you that the universe said it was time to leave because he did not rise to the occasion. Even though I put effort in and I said at the end of that time, I looked back over the, the time that I had those last couple of weeks. And I kind of said to myself, he didn't do this. And I did. He didn't do that. He didn't do better. He didn't quit his addiction. We ended up having to move again. We, he didn't put any effort in because I moved seven times in three years with that man. That he, he didn't try to get us a home. He didn't try. He didn't... Tr you know, and these are my perspectives, I'm going to say. These are my perspectives. He had his. I honor his. These were my perspectives. And these perspectives gave me the ability to say there was not enough good. There wasn't enough of things that I could live with, even though I didn't like them. There was more things I couldn't live with. And that pushed me over the edge. And I'm grateful I had a safe place and a, an ability to 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 make that decision, right? I was also young enough and in that transition during the 20s to make these decisions. Uh, you know, um, so with that, that, you know, as we get older, it, it's harder to to make that leap because we have different different negotiations, right? And so sometimes we end up staying with someone co-mingling in a house because that's what we can do right? We, there's that process. But I'm going to tell you though, that if we're going to be in a romantic relationship with someone, if we're going to be in a close girlfriend, girlfriend relationship, boyfriend, boyfriend relationship, you know, best mate relationship, you know, um, mom, child relationship, we have to let things breathe. And if we let things breathe, we give things an opportunity to be. And that's the thing is like for me, when I go on a trip for, let's say, two weeks, right, I've done some changing. My husband's changed some things when he comes home. Just like if he goes away and I stay home, we both change. So when we come back, it's almost a renewing. Oh, whose job is it to cook? Whose job is it to do this? And and what are we doing? How are you? Who are you now? You know, having these observations, I'm not going to say um, that they need to be judgments, but observations. How can we negotiate those things? Because I can tell you there's sometimes when he comes home from from a, a trip and he's like, honey, the house isn't clean. And I can say, actually, I've been reorganizing something and I haven't finished quite yet. Right. 
because sometimes when I get into reorganizing something, I clean out the filing cabinets I, and things take a little bit longer than just moving furniture, right? And so doing something like that, it does take a little bit longer. Just like when he, when I come home from him and he's been working, you know, let's say three twelves, he doesn't have time to do the dishes. Can I judge that? No, but I can sure experience the hug and the newness because the heart does grow fonder when we're away, but yet it can also, like my husband said, last time I came back, you know, I was a bachelor for a couple of weeks and I had to, I have to figure out how to be a married man again. Even though we wanted to be married, but there was still the practice of it. And, you know, going during, you know, doing life like that, it is that breath, that, that give and take. Because we change, we change over time. And like I was talking with a coworker today and, you know, her kids are getting older and my kids are already out of the house. And, you know, even though my husband and I are oil and water, you know, he's six foot, I'm five foot, you know, he likes spicy. I like plain, you know, um, he used to drink. I never have because it never agreed with me. You know, there's been this ebb and flow of, of things happening that, we have to find out what is our strengths and our weaknesses. I can tell you an example I've given before here is, is that like he remembers dates. Not so much. I don't. Not so much. But I sure can write on a card. And like I tell him, I said, you know what? Remind me of the date. I'll get the, I get, I have a bunch of cards so I can grab a card or you want to get the card. I'll write in it. You okay what I write in it? Dyslexic here. And then I'll get it all ready and you mail it. Because of the fact that that's the ebb and flow. His strength, my strength, our strength together. So finding out those things can really help us out. But remember the serenity prayer. It's the it is the God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change and to change the things I can, which is usually us. Oh, hi, Regan. You made it. Yeah, I drove, drove down the mountain. I have uh, five bars now. Congratulations. Yay. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt what you were doing, but what's going on? So I was just talking about um, relationships and, and giving a breath. And then oh. I was talking about the serenity prayer, about how, you know, accepting things we cannot change. And if yeah. we accept those things, sometimes we have to, we have to eliminate the, or we have to decide if we're going to leave or not. And, you know, it's like, it's that ebb and flow of how do we change through time and, you know, giving that breath, you know, when we come back from a trip, like you're on a trip, right? And yeah, last you know, when, 10 days. Yeah. And when you come back, you and Patty are going to have to learn to be together again. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's, I was surprised when, um, when we were dating for like a year and actually, actually, even after we decided to be an item, I would still be on the road a bit. And I was surprised how, and we both remarked on that, how it seemed to take a day or two or sometimes three to kind of feel like we were back together again. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, now that I've known her for nine years, uh, it's pretty quick. Usually a couple hours and I'm good. You know? <laughs> but it does because you separate from that energy, you know? Yeah, and you do. Like back and, and, and when you connect, it takes like a, like a blending, you know, you know, instead of just rough, it's just like, you have to come back and just blend. And then finally you're that couple energy, you know? Exactly. Well, I know for me that, you know, like I was saying earlier that I change, you know, there's ahas I get, there's knowings I get, and then there's knowings and ahas that my husband get. And there's some things that we are still the same. You know, there's the things we cannot change. Those are the things that I'm not going to change, but there's awarenesses that come forth. And, and like, like, let's say last time when I was gone and I was visiting you guys, and, and my girlfriend, I was learning the lesson of money and I was looking at money at a little bit different. And so when I came back, I wanted to practice that different. But my husband didn't know that I was going to practice that different. And so he was already in the assumption. Yeah. I'm going to put quotation marks about that, that I was going to be the same about money. And here I was working on doing a lot different. And so there was that practice of changing because we do get things that, that change up while we're gone. Right. Yeah. 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 Um. <clears throat> That's funny now that you mentioned that too, because I think I told the story one time before, but it's about, and now I'm understanding it more how, how, because everything is energy. And when you have a partner, you kind of, your energies connect. And that's why sometimes when people uh, separate or they've been together a long time or somebody dies or leaves in that way, you know, there's this big hole in that energy that was there. That's that energy has gone, you know, mm -hmm. but um when I went on um, on that new warrior uh, training back in my 40s, and you'll probably mm -hmm. remember the story, but um, uh, we, we were having, you know, some difficulties in the marriage. And um, my wife uh, um, happened to uh, be talking to her doctor about it, who it was a really this doctor was one of those doctors who was sitting and talk to you and whatever, you know. And he said he said he noticed like she's a little worried or something. She said, yeah, we're just I just there's just some things that aren't really clicking. And he said, well, my partner and I had those issues and I found out about this thing called new warrior training. And he said he went to it and it completely uh, turned him around, you know. So she came home and said, you know, would you mind checking into that? And I said, OK. So I went to this mountaintop with 16 other men and they had 16 other men that flew in, drove in on their own dime uh, to help us men go through this, what they call uh new warrior training. Anybody listening, it's called the Mankind Project. And they have centers now. They have such success with turning men around and getting them to have high integrity and and to, you know, be better husbands and better fathers and all that. Uh, and the methods they use are are transforming. You know, it's, I don't know how they do it, but I was transformed in that weekend. I kind of went to hell and back a little bit, you know, and I sensed that you had to really face some stuff, but I really wanted to, you know. Uh, so I came home all, you know, you know, I mean, I felt like a new man. And um, about a month later, my wife, as I came in the door, she said, sweetheart, I need to talk to you about something. And usually when that's happened, I'm thinking, what did I do? Oh, my God, what's going yeah. on? So she took me up. We laid down in bed together. She would hold my hand. That's why she was so beautiful that way. She says, the girls and I are having some issues with you. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, what am I? What, what have I done? I don't know of anything I've done. And they said you're too sugary. <laughs> they said, I'm too sugary. In mm -hmm. other words, too sweet, you know? And they said, they're having a hard time because when I talk to them, I'm looking them in the eyes more. I'm, I'm, you know, it was such a, 
what happened? It was such a tour. It was such a switch that they had yeah. to get used to you new the new you. Yeah. yeah, it was just like you were saying. What happened to you? You know, they weren't. They were used to the certain energy, and when it changed so drastically, they it they felt like out of kilter. You know, like like they couldn't deal with it. You know. But I told him, I just smiled and I said, well, I'm not changing the thing. So you guys got to get re- used to my new my new self and which they did, you know, eventually that way. <clears throat> and everything since then has been, oh, my gosh, that was a real a turning point in my life with, um, you know, doing some shadow work, getting rid of some stuff that I was afraid to look at and um, realizing that it takes work. You know, mm-hmm. it takes work to become a good person in a way, you know, you can't, yeah. uh, you know, do it. So, um but, it, but yeah. at the same time, even though you did that switching, it was up to your wife at that time to do her enlightened work. You yeah. know, it's that the tit for tat or the, you know, the tick and the talk or whatever it is that yeah. that one person can't always be the enlightened one. And and that's what I was saying earlier that, that it, you know, in my relationship, that every time that I got more enlightened, if my husband didn't do some kind of shifting and changing we wouldn't have been together because I, you know, when we're doing the enlightened work, which is our soul journey that, that, you know, we have to, we, we can't stay in that all the time. Now there is logistics, you know, sometimes we have to stay in a relationship because we don't have the money, you know, and that kind of stuff, but that's where we got to figure that process out. If that makes any sense. Yeah. So I think in relationship, you have to realize that change is good. You know, and uh, and it might it might cause some issues. Well, I know even in my life, as I've had a, a spiritual breakthrough in a way and, and in my sense feel that I've attained another level because I feel myself being uh, having more integrity and honesty and, and caring and empathy and all that. Um, a lot of things that are in my life, the energies of things in my life and that will fall away sometimes. You know, mm-hmm. like old friends will fall away. Uh, sometimes jobs will just disappear. I mean, because there's a new energy that, that, that that's an old energy that doesn't suit you anymore. Like having a clothes that are worn out and uh, all full of holes all of a sudden. You got to get new clothes, you know, to go exactly. with your new image, your new, you know, your new self. So um, I think it's one thing people listening that um, need to do is don't be afraid of change, especially good change. You know, when you're when you know you're you're trying to get yourself to a higher level of uh, awareness and a that. cleaner. I'm going to call it a cleaner awareness. A cleaner, yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. You know? And then, um, uh, do that in partnership with your partner, you know, let them see what you're doing in that and kind of prepare them for the shift and the change, you know, uh, it's some of these seminars I've been to other ones too, before you leave, they tell you, they say, when you go home now, you're different than when you came here and you're, significant other may have a little hard time dealing with you for a little bit because they can't figure out what they feel uncomfortable because it's a different energy, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's not just me. It just seems to be like, just like you're saying, Natasha, it's just what happens, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's the thing about life and where we're going. It, it, It is about how do we, you know, like for me, there there's things that I come in and I tell my husband a lot of times coming back from trip. This is what I was working on, babe. And, you know, I know that I, there might be a little bit of old me that that's trying to come back in, but I want to really work on it, you know, and, you know, 
And what did you learn while I was gone? You know, there's these conversations we need to have with each other, being able to negotiate these stories of, of where we're at and what we're doing. And, you know, God, we're all perfectly imperfect doing this walk, but it is about enlightenment. And usually our partners, girlfriends, um, uh, male friends, you know, partnerships, uh, uh, mom, child, father, child, you know, you know, uh, co-workers, we're all here to teach each other how to negotiate life. And it's amazing how a lot of the clo people closest to us are the things that trigger us to learn more. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's like it was with me. I, uh, you know, as I've said many times, I think the, uh, the serious relationships, the ones that were serious in my life, um, you know, they had a beginning, a middle and a natural end that, that came to them. But each one of them um, was there. It was like a class I was going through, you know, mm -hmm. like uh, uh, kindness 101, kindness 102, um, patience 101, 102, 103. You know, I mean, having uh, four or, you know, five kids all together. Um, it just takes um, takes some time. Wow. Life is is interesting, you know. Um yeah, and I, well, just, um, yeah, I was thinking, no, I won't say. I, I'm just talking to say something about my uh, session with my clients too fresh now uh, that I had today. It was, didn't go as expected, but it did go well, you know. Um, Life is not going the way we expect it. <laughs> no, but it actually was, it was good. Um, this is just somebody who lost some, uh, you know, lost someone unexpectedly to an auto accident and um, really ouch. just, just ouched, you know. Uh, and um, today, like in trance, she just started getting a, this, she was fine for a little bit. And then I could see her face was grimacing. Her head was hurting. And so she needed to use the restroom. She did. And then. And then uh, I said, your head's hurting. And she's just had this massive headache. And she says, I think we're going to have to do this another time. My head hurts so bad. So I said, well, let's just turn this into a regular therapy session. I did some tapping, you know, the EFT on mm -hmm. her headache. Her headache went away in about two minutes. It was, it was, she, at back of her head was just aching. And, her, and we did the tapping about the headache, you know, the EFT. And she just calmed down. And I said, it, I said, see how this works? She goes, wow, wow, my head does not hurting now. So. I taught her EFT to help her deal with her grief and, uh, and so forth, you know, uh, and we'll do the, you know, have her go to the other side to see her husband at a later time when she's more prepared. So yeah, sometimes session. grief is too new. Um, and it doesn't mean time. It's just too new. <laughs> so, but that's the, yeah. you know, that's the thing is, is that like you're saying relationships, you know, like, um, <laughs> like I know someone who's, you know, getting close and maybe not want to be married but even even if we make the choice to leave or we're pushed out to leave you know any relationship i'm gonna say it doesn't matter it could be best friends you know yeah. that kind of stuff that that grief process is part of this dance and when i, I had a, yeah yeah well i had a, a relationship lasted 20 years and it was mutually decided it was time for us to split to move on and I, I could not believe it the, when I went out to eat and I was sitting at the table by myself and I felt like a fish out of water, you know, I mean, I, I, I could hardly even order anything or, and I was sitting in a movie theater trying to enjoy a movie. I, I, uh, it took probably about a, well, six months, a year before I, you know, started feeling comfortable again. But that's when I was with someone for 
20 years, woke up together, went to bed together, spent most of the day together. We worked together every day. So that's that. I probably spent more time with her than some people do in a 40 year relationship, you know, yeah. as far as the time together. And you now, do me. you think, do you think in that relationship, since you spent so much time together, that that was more of a hindrance or it, do you think it was, um, or do you think it was a benefit? Cause I know some people don't have any problems working together and that's their gift together. Yeah. But there's also that, that, like I was saying about, you know, giving a, a breath, in relationships yeah um yeah well when i was young that was from i was 19 till 39 and i learned a lot from that that it is important to have your own space sometimes at least for me you know and the same like with in the relationship now we enjoy this like we we um, text back and forth this makes me miss her even more she says such beautiful things and stuff but um you know i said that saying again about how can i miss you if you never go away you know kind of thing like and um it's good for both of us she's been busy doing things and i've been busy gives us a little time she doesn't have to think about me you know to take care of me or to do things i don't have to think about you know um but it could be too much you know so you have to find that that happy medium you know yeah it is a happy medium and it is the breath in and breath out kind of like for me you know if my husband does not go golfing it drives us both crazy Right. You know, yeah. I need him to go golfing on a Saturday or a Sunday. And there's sometimes where his energy is so stirred up that if he doesn't go and, and spend some time, you know, quotation marks with the guys, quotation yeah. marks, he starts doing the guy thing with me. And I'm like going, no, 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 no. I am not the guys. You know, it's like. I, I don't appreciate, I appreciate what they can do and the banter that, that yeah. they can get into. Don't put that banter on me. And that, 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 that just letting himself be guy gives him that breath out. Just like there for me, if I don't go dancing, I go, I get stifled, you know, and yeah. then I don't get a chance to breathe. And so he knows that if I don't do some traveling or, or going out and doing things, that I, I start getting almost, I don't want to call it depressed, but I get stifled and, and that there's that breath in breath out. And, and yet at the same time, I have to respect that, you know, before I go, I need to spend time with him and I'm not going to be going out with other people and doing things. You know, he may not go golfing that weekend before, cause he know he can go golfing more often when I'm not here. You know, yeah. it's that, it's that you know respecting relationships it's an interesting place because it seems like i'm witnessing people either are too strangled or they're too free with their relationships and there is a nice breath in breath out with it yeah i know there's a a, a guy in hollywood that was well well off enough and he wanted to have his own space uh, sometimes so he rented this this whole um uh in, in an industrial park this whole office that he had and he turned it into a man cave and uh, I went there with a friend and, oh, my God, he had the biggest screen TV, all the football stuff all over there, had pool tables, had video games, you know, all kinds of stuff for a guy just to kick back, you know, and he'd invite his friends to watch games and stuff. They'd all meet at the man cave, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and that was his, his time. So, yeah, see, I think when you're younger, uh, if your partner said, oh, you know, I need some time away for you a bit, you take that as, oh, they don't love me. Oh, they don't, you know, yeah. uh, something. And, and you have to be secure enough in your relationship to realize that it's healthy 
Uh, I told Patty, like, uh, right when we uh, really started getting together, I said, look, you have a lot of good friends and stuff, so I don't want you to have to not to stop seeing them just because of me. I said, uh, I said, anytime you feel like going with your friends or she was one of her friends she was going to go to Iceland with for a couple of weeks and something happened and they weren't able to go. But, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I love the time we spend together, but if she has some friends time, some us together time and some alone time, I think that's a good balance you know, mm -hmm. that way. But now, you know, some people are cut out to be with that, each other 24 seven and they just love it and it works. But I think you have to find out if it's not working, then you might think about, you know, how can we have some time separate? Yes. You know? mm -hmm. And, and there is a lot of trust that's in relationships. You know, we have to trust. And like I was saying earlier, that sometimes if we find that, that, you know, having time away from each other, actually it gives people a chance to shine, to show their true colors. And yeah. so sometimes if, if we're not around and we find out that they went out partying and, and maybe spending some time with someone that they shouldn't have or that kind of stuff that that's actually nice to know. It's actually nice to know that somebody is that way. So yeah. giving that breath in and breath out, especially at the beginning of a relationship, you really find out who somebody is. Yeah. Yeah. Really do. Really do. You know? Yeah. So, you know, relationships are, you know, they're, um, it's work, but it's good work. You know, it's like becoming a, I mean, even being a good golfer takes work, you know, you got to do mm -hmm. a lot of practice and you have to have a lot of disappointment and setbacks and everything. But if you like to do it, like you lo love a person and you want to be in a relationship, you have to do some work. Um, I've been really fortunate with Patty is because I've done so much work in the past and she's done so much work in the past. Now uh, we're not exactly coasting in a way, but because um, we've had a few issues we've had to deal with, but they haven't been major, but we've, we've got through them pretty quick, you know? Um, and we don't, neither of us sweat the small stuff very much. You know, it's like, so what? It's just a little irritating. You know, you just, as you get older, you don't want to spend time, uh, worrying about the little stuff, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and we're both pretty secure within ourselves. You know, we're, you know, we're not. And that's the difference. We have to find that security in ourselves. I know for Patty and you, she's a very much of a morning person and you're much of an evening person. Yeah. Right. Uh -huh. And, and so that's the same way my relationship is with me, with my husband. But we have to respect that, you know, my husband respects sometimes that I'm going to stay up late, you know, but I do try to spend time where we're yeah. together, you know, where yeah. we, we, we get that time. Cause I know that there's certain nights that you and Patty watch certain shows together, you know, because that's your commune time. And that's the yeah. thing is, is that, you know, we have to do things with each other without expectations. And yeah. a lot of us have expectations in relationships you know, parent, child, you know, um, best friends, you know, whatever relationship we have expectations and no, 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 no. Try to put those on the back burner, have hopes, have dreams, have communication, have desires, have, this is something I can live with or I can't live with. But if we expect someone to fill in that I can't live with this and change, that's where things get a little sticky. Yeah. Well, I like a lot of times when um, we're in the house together, but we're both doing our separate things, you know, those hobbies or something, or, 
you know, she's got things to do and we just kind of pass each other and wave, say hi, you know, and we're both do, and it's really, really nice. So I know I really appreciate uh, the time that we get to spend, you know, uh, we're doing pretty good. Like um, Patty's excellent at getting me out of the house and taking walks at night, you know, like after we, she really likes to walk. And um, I always say yes. And, and I'd say 99% of the time, I, I love it. Sometimes I go, oh, I don't know. But when I get out and start walking, I'm glad she got me out, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, we get a, we do a lot of talking. It's a mile into town and a mile back. And so we'll walk into town to have dinner or something. And we have this nice this nice road we walk down. And uh, it's nice. We get to talk about the day and what's going on. And, you know, uh, I don't know. We, we always have a good time. Yeah, I would say nine years now. We've never, we were talking the other day, we've never had a dull date. You know, when we go out, <laughs> even if it's just a dinner, it's a very pleasant experience, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I'm glad about that, you know, it makes, yeah. makes me happy. Well, um, I'm glad. So, I know that, I know for my husband and I that sometimes we struggle having, you know, something to talk about. You know, we're, we're, we're black and white, you know, I'm very gray about my life. He's very black and white about his life. And, and so sometimes we do struggle having a lot of the same perceptions, but I can tell you that the more that he is growing in his spirituality um, and enlightening himself, the more that I'm not expecting him to be like me, Heck no, but right. you know, that there is that, you know, give and take. And there's been, sometimes I say, Hey babe, you know, this conversation can't be one-sided, you know? Yeah. But like I was saying earlier, my husband has gone from being a narcissist to working on not, and he's doing very good not being a narcissist. Isn't that nice? <laughs> I, think, I think our partners like when they see a growth level in us, you know, and I love when I see a growth level in mine. It's like people slowly, like a flower that continually is unfolding, you know, mm-hmm. and you say, boy, the flower's really pretty now, but wait till it's like this. And then it's like this and like this. It's huge. And yeah. if you really work on relationships, you'll you'll never get bored. You'll never be out of love. You just be more in love all the time because as that person shows you more of themselves, then there's, it's like, uh, you know, something new to appreciate and love. Exactly. Know, exactly. But I'm going to say that, uh, that if you can, remember, communication is most of this. Yeah. Be willing to talk, be willing to communicate, be willing to to ask a question and hear, witness the answer. And then hopefully your partner can do the same, you know, at, you know, be willing to witness the answer, too. And there's sometimes where, you know, sometimes like my husband, you know, it's like I can say three words and he's done listening. he's just that kind of person. You know, I had somebody describe that there's people who listen in three words. There's somebody who listens in like five to 10 words. And then there's a person who will listen in paragraphs and there's someone who will speak in less sentences. And then there's somebody who will speak in more sentences. And then there's somebody who will speak in paragraphs. Right. And he's a less person and I'm a more person. So there's that, how do I, so there's sometimes where, when we're communicating, I say, Hey babe, I need to talk to you. Can we talk about something? It's going to be more than just three words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, that- then as, as we start talking and he goes, honey, get to the point. You're starting to lose me. Right. And I go, okay. 
give me another half a minute here, hon, and I'll finish up my sentence. So, you know, it's that got to be willing to communicate and know that we have differences and how can we come, how can those differences come together to be ones, yeah. one ship with each other? Because I've always said two pillars, you know, if you look at a, like the, the, um, the Greek pillars here, two pillars hold up a stronger roof. Yeah. But if you're leaning one side in, trying to be, you know, trying to make the other one happy, or if the other one's leaning in, trying to make the other one happy, the roof will collapse. But you got to be, I'm important, you're important. Yeah. I'm important, you're important. I'm important 50% of the time, you're important 50% of the time. Wait a minute, today's one of those days, you're important <laughs> 80%, I'm important. Right. 20%. Oh, here's a day going the other direction. You need 80%. I'm 20%. Right. Yeah, I, I've even said like when, when, when it comes time and there's two and you're both have the flu at the same time or something, then we just make this deal that like, well, whoever can get out of bed easier is the one that takes care of the other one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, this, uh, it, 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 and it goes both ways, you know, and sometimes one sicker than the other and one, you know, it, it all uh, works out, but yeah, it, it's, uh, it's good. So relationships are wonderful, even though they're challenging and, uh, they're yeah, I'm just looking forward to hopefully another 20 years or so. I mean, what I'm turning 73 in a few days next week sometime. And, mm -hmm. uh, so actually you will be we will be um we will be on our monday show on your birthday oh yeah yeah it'll be yeah, next monday is your birthday on the third that's uh, monday is the third yeah first that's right because we're flying to tucson on the first second yeah monday would be the uh would be the third i'll let you know when we get settled um if my brother has something planned or something i might miss the show but do you have a guest yeah. for that day uh i do oh, not canceled to the next week she cancels the next week so we will i'll work it out though i just need to know early enough that i can um negotiate it because i yeah. don't mind i mean yeah. i i just kind of it's nice on mondays to have you know i miss you when you're not here on mondays <laughs> yeah. but well, at the same time it is what i don't it know is. how you do it like doing your own show that way when um i think of some of these talk show hosts when they don't have anybody to sound off of and they're just there and they just have to talk for an hour if nobody calls in or something and how do they, that's just like, wow, that's gotta be difficult. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I just like our shows to be, you know, this is our relationship, our show. And then that's mine is mine. So it, it's a thing, but I just want everybody to know that with the relationship, you know, just like Regan and I, you know, we, we have love for each other, even though we've only been, I, I met him for the first time in humanness uh, last summer. Yeah, and so the first time going, we saw each other in person, right? In person. But yet we had a relationship, but we had to communicate through that relationship. We had to ebb and flow through that relationship. Oh, wait a minute. That's something I like. That's something I don't like. How can we work this out? Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's about giving pull and pull and tag. And, but I want everybody to know that you know, this, this, I want my soulmate. Yes, we can have soulmates. My dad was my soulmate, but it was not something that wouldn't be without tug and pull. It was a yeah. lot of learning experiences. You and, and Patty are more like twin flame soulmates, but yeah. it's still a tug and a pull. It's still a learning process. And if we can 
understand that life is about learning. How can I communicate with that person? How can I, in the, I, I showed relationships like a DNA strand, you know, and it's, it's a picture of it and how it looks like it goes out and comes back in and goes out and comes out. We yeah. have to give people a chance to stretch and pull and go grow. You go to work. I go to work. We come back in the evening time, you know, with that, the DNA coming back together again. What was your day? How was your day? Well, how can I appreciate you? How can you appreciate me? How can we do this dance? Then we, then we have that go back out again. Oh, wait a minute. It's going to be a little bit more of a DNA spread apart going on a trip, coming back together. How was your trip? What are we doing? How are you now? Who are you now? you know, coming back together again. Hopefully we're together again for a little bit. And then there again, it pulls out again. Oh, I got to go to work again. You know, it's that ebb and flow of, of who are we, what we're doing, what are we triggering in each other? How can we communicate about those triggers? But remember that, you know, it's like the, the grand serenity prayer. God grant me to accept the things I cannot change and the wisdom to know the difference. Yeah. Do do not expect people to do something that they are not. And if you can't live with it, that's when we have to make decisions. How much of a relationship are we going to be in with them? Yeah. Well, it looks like we're past our time again. <laughs> yeah, you came in late. So it was like, oh, wait a minute, you're here. Yeah. So it didn't seem like an hour. <laughs> yeah, but it was only an hour, half hour for you. Yeah. So how can people reach you, Regan? Because you are you are so amazing at what you do. Okay. It's um right there on the screen. Visit theafterlife.com. There's videos on the spiritual therapy. We're in a deep state of trance now. We have it where you can visit the afterlife for a few hours and come back. It's becoming commonplace. People can do this so easily. Uh, but also traditional therapy is really, really uh, important sometimes for the issues that happened in this life that have damaged you or this keeping you from being everything you need to be. And I can help you with the healing there. And there's some tabs on my website on traditional therapy on EFT and hypnosis, uh, this energy psychology. Matter of fact, if you want to hear all about it, about EFT, about havening touch and about EMDR, there are three um, therapies, modalities now that are um, uh, taking over psychology now as far as healing people really quickly. Um, if you go to um, Vestiges After Dark. You were just a, on. They, I haven't had a chance hour, to listen to that yet. Yeah, they had a three-hour podcast. I'm on the last two hours, and uh, we go into about the, uh, how how the tapping works and how havening touch and, and uh, EMDR on there. But there's also some videos on my website on visittheafterlife.com. And what about you, Natasha? Um, you can reach me at angelicclarifications.com. I really have a sole purpose to help people go through their relationship with themselves, the relationship with others, the relationship through life, you know, and how do we negotiate that? And, you know, many of us come into these relationships with a lot of baggage, uh, a lot of triggers from past and like for me, you know, giving my husband vitamins and he's the, you know, he had that question, are you my mother? And I said, no, I'm a wife who loves you and wants you to be healthier. And me having that intention of just being a wife, being a loving wife, switched up the language, but I had to have language. And that's the thing is that I can help people with some language about some boundaries and some negotiations that way. And I just, I, I love to help people go through life. How can I help you do better? And you can reach me at angelic 
clarifications.com. I do individual sessions. I also enjoy doing group sessions with mediumship. Uh, I, that, that's something I so enjoy and, uh, feng shui and, you know, cause if we're looking for a relationship, relationship corners are very important to yeah. our relationship to ourselves and helpful people corner and prosperity corner. And, and how can we negotiate that? So with that, then if we're looking at relationships, how can we change the energy of our homes to bring that in? So yeah. that's where I do the feng shui also. Good, good. Well, that's excellent. Yeah. So on Wednesday show, I'm going to have um, Sue uh, Snyder on. She's a friend of mine. And she and I are going to talk about the body's process of going through spiritual awakenings. Ah, that sounds really cool. That's on yeah. Wednesday? Wednesday at 4 o'clock Pacific time, right? Mm -hmm. okay. 4 o'clock Pacific time. Our bodies are all going through these upgrades and we're being triggered. And it's amazing how that affects our human body. And so we're going to talk about that. That'd be good. Yeah, yeah. I just have a session tomorrow in uh, Los Angeles. So I'm in San Diego now, or I'm in Escondido, which is in the mountains above uh, San Diego. Anyway, and then... Uh, uh, I have to be, I have a session tomorrow in LA and then I have to drive all the way tomorrow night back to San Francisco. And I have one in the next morning, uh, to help a man who has a trigger, what does he call it? A trigger phobia. He's a hunter and he's miss when he goes out hunting, he's missing the animals that he's sending to heaven, uh, because, uh, he, he's, he shakes and stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, he didn't have that before, but now that he's uh, about 60, he's starting to get that. So we're going to explore, explore that. That'll be just regular therapy to do the tapping, to help them to relax, to, you know, find out. So I have no judgments about hunters. It's like, that's something I could do, but I know, <laughs> I know it's part of, it's part of the human experience. And uh, it is. And sometimes, I mean, most everything we eat or put on our table has been an animal, you know, some sort that's given its life for us to have nourishment for us to do our mission so mm -hmm. you know exactly we'll exactly so blessings everyone if you right. are looking for this show also please like and subscribe if you like what you're hearing here and share it if if you know someone who could use this conversation and then um we also are on podcast you can look for me or look for this show and life clarifications with natasha on life clarifications with natasha on podcasts so yeah. with that so Please be here uh, next month, like next week, it will be um, the third and we do not have a guest we were going to, but she's changed the 10th. And if Regan, you're yeah. not here, I will work it out. And um, yeah, maybe you can find a, a, a guest and hopefully, hopefully we'll be settled in there and I can just excuse myself for an hour, but I'll, I'll let you know. Okay. And we can also have a shorter show too. So, yeah, okay. Uh, okay. So blessings, everyone have a, blessed week and um we will talk to you um later next time wednesday at four o'clock pacific time uh it will be about the human body and going through the spiritual awakening bye now bye